You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No, no, no. Please, no. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore dadam. Well, I do want to talk about free agency today because today is going to be all about free agency. In fact, today is that special day. In fact, actually, it started yesterday. Uh, We'll get to that, but uh, it started yesterday. But today is officially the day when... um, You're going to start to see tweets that say something along the lines of, well, so much for the NFC being weak. Just just a hunch. I don't know. I mean, maybe not. Maybe that's not true. But uh, I'm thinking it's going to be something like that. Because there's a lot of talent just sitting out there, just waiting. And a lot of teams are going to be making a lot of moves. And as I said, it started yesterday with the news that Tom Brady is back. So um, not only are the Rams still obviously a very good team, Presumably, we don't actually know that. But now the Buccaneers are presumably a good team. Again, we don't know that, but we can assume that they're at least contenders with Tom Brady back. There are rumors of um, seemingly the, obviously, there are rumors, there have been rumors for years, but seemingly the Deshaun Watson thing is really starting to heat up to the point where I'm saying, ah, I guess this is about to happen. And it sounds like Carolina is the main contender here. Now, again, I've said. I don't see how this is possible that he gets any kind of, uh, well, not he, but the Texans can get any kind of compensation from Deshaun until we get a little bit more clarity on this situation. But, you know, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like that's really going to be the case. Now, I, I, it also, if we can just stick on that for one second here, I also saw Ian Rappaport say something to the effect that this is going to be cleared up relatively fast. So it's entirely possible that teams kind of know how this is going to go. Right, because as I said, the criminal stuff is done, the civil stuff is all that's left, and so what we're talking about is Deshaun Watson at worst having to pay a bunch of money. And so you're talking about compensation as well as maybe a slight stain, and by slight I don't mean actually slight, I just mean their perception of the situation is that we will all move on, and as I've said before, we probably will. Not saying everybody, obviously, but as a collective, we've seen how these things go. So... I think they're making calculations, certain teams. I've heard the Carolina Panthers are top of the list in terms of they're going to be unbelievably aggressive. The Saints, um, so the NFC South in particular, going real hard after them. So we got the Rams, we've got um, the Bucks, we have potentially Carolina. I don't even know if Deshaun Watson's enough to turn that team around. I mean, he was a good quarterback with the Texans and they were garbage. But you've also got some other teams that, um, you know, they've got some cap space and might be making moves. The Detroit Lions, for example. The Chicago Bears. Am I scared of either of these teams? No. But they might be making some big splashes. 
if Detroit goes all in and gets a quarterback, they're at least going to get hype. The Eagles have a bunch of cap room. The Cowboys made themselves some space with all the stuff that they've been doing. So we'll see. Either way, there's going to be massive overreactions to everything. And you're probably even going to see, shockingly, some Packer fans complain today because today is the day that a lot of the big names go. And a lot of teams are going to get a lot better. And the Packers presumably are not going to be playing today. I expect them to do something at some point. But today is the day, generally, when a lot of the big names go down. In fact, the second that the uh, legal tampering period begins, you can expect any minute. Right, As soon as that thing takes over, you may start getting news instantly. It may take a few minutes, you know, but it's going to happen, and it's going to happen fast. It's going to be fast and furious, and it's going to be a lot of the really big names. And so um, we'll see how it goes. It's not impossible the Packers do something, but it's pretty close to impossible. But anyways, before we get into all that, um, Tom Brady is officially back. I don't know, man. I'm not as upset as I thought I would be. I mean, I'm, I'm really tired of... Tom Brady. I'm tired of an NFL that involves Tom Brady, but I, I also feel like it's going to be one of those things where he kind of, we're, we're probably collectively going to be saying, maybe you should have just stayed home, Tom. I mean, the team is starting to kind of crumble a little bit. I mean, they're going through the similar things, the Saints, the Packers, everybody else, where it's like they, they kept going quote unquote all in for one more year. And, um, now they've got some tough decisions to make. Uh, Ali Marpet, the offensive guard is retired and has made his announcement that he will not be coming back. And Dominican Sue is gone. Um, Rob Gronkowski is currently gone. Will he come back? I don't know. They've already taken a dead cap hit for moving him, so presumably not. They have uh, they're negative on their cap, and they um, so far do not have Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, the center Ryan Jensen, uh, William Golston. Their defensive end, Leonard Fournette, O.J. Howard, uh, Ronald Jones, Richard Sherman, Giovanni Bernard, Josh Wells, Carlton Davis, Alex Kappa, Le'Veon Bell, Jordan Whitehead. So there's there's a lot of guys, and there's other not as recognizable names on this free agent list, but you know they're not bringing all of these guys back because they physically can't. So it's going to be a completely different team. Not to mention, I just I feel like. You know, when you get to the point, and Tom Brady's a different breed, there's no question. He is the most motivated person, um, dedicated, hardworking, psychotic. You can't help but somewhat admire that. You know, I wish I had a fraction of what he had in terms of my determination toward anything that I've ever done in my life. But I just feel like when you get to the point that you've officially decided to retire, and granted, Rodgers is, is on the verge too, but he took that time, he stayed home, and it's the same thing I said before with with Rogers when I talked about you know you got to go through all the grunt work you got to go through the workouts and all the it's not all just about the glory and when you go through all that stuff and things aren't going well and that's that's I think the biggest thing if you're winning you can get in it and if Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are, are just tearing it up I think it's fine it's no big deal it doesn't mean anything but if you come out of the gate flat sluggish I mean whether it's you your team a little bit of both I think things have the potential to spiral a little bit because you get angry. You get frustrated. This isn't what I signed up for. I came back to win. I came back to, you know, for the good stuff, not the bad stuff. I didn't come in here to, to be on a six-win team. I'm not doing this. And so, um, yeah, they, they've got quite a few guys that, that are presumably going to be leaving soon. Um, you know, you look at Brashad Perriman, you look at O.J. Howard, you look at, I mean, all their running backs, basically, aside from Keyshawn Vaughn, they're probably going to bring somebody back. But 
again, you got to do some other stuff to get under the cap then. You know, again, center and guard, and we know the guard is gone. So you can bring back the center if you want. That's going to cost you a pretty penny. And then we, what, do we, what do we do then? You know, you got Shaquille Barrett, you lose Jason Pierre-Paul, you got Vita Vea, you lose William Golston, Steve McClendon, and Dominican Sue. Safeties, you still got Anton Winfield, you're losing Jordan Whitehead, Andrew Adams, Curtis Riley. Cornerbacks are real tough. Again, Carlton Davis, Richard Sherman, and Pierre Desir, all gone as of right now. And as of, you know, a couple hours from now, anybody can swoop in and grab them. So this is the point where it's like, yeah, but they're going to resign them. Dude, you don't have time. If you're bringing somebody back, you have exactly, you know, like minutes to come to some kind of a deal. So everybody here, Fournette, Ronald Jones, Giovanni Bernard, Carlton Davis, Richard Sherman, Minter, Whitehead, Riley, Desir, Pierre Paul, Perriman, you had better figure it out. And, and a lot of people speculated that was the reason that Tom Brady came back was to signal to these guys, please come back, you know, because I'm sure they want team-friendly deals and there's no chance in the world these guys are coming back on anything remotely close to a team-friendly deal with no Tom Brady because they have no chance of winning. Now that, now that Tom's back, it's like, hey, how about we run it back again, right, guys? Except you lost last year and some of the guys are already leaving and you can't bring back the whole team this time like you did last time. So I don't know how good of a sales pitch you're going to be able to have on the whole let's run it back. So point is, I'm, I'm not as scared. I mean, Tom Brady, I think, was a really, really good quarterback last year. However, he still has his moments of just being like, what the heck is this guy? Including in the playoffs, right? And that, that is kind of the annoyance with the whole Tom Brady thing is that Rodgers and Brady are very similar on a lot of things. And there are certain things that Brady does and Rodgers do. Both of them do. Rodgers is, is demonized for it. And Tom Brady is either ignored or praised for the exact same thing. A lot of Packer fans pointed out yesterday when Tom Brady came back, it's interesting how the media does not demonize Tom Brady for being a drama queen, which is true. Now, does Tom Brady have every right to make whatever decision he wants? Yes, it's his life. He can choose to leave. And then after being gone for a little over a month, decide, you know what? I can't do it. I need football. I love football too much. Which, as I said, with guys like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and everything else, when you love something that much, it's really just hard to let it go, especially when you were good last year. I mean, if you're just complete trash now and you just can't do it, you kind of are forced to come to terms with that. But when you're Aaron Rodgers winning MVP and Tom Brady still playing one of the best seasons of his career, you kind of look at it and go, why should I? I still love it too much. But there's no drama talk. There's no mocking. There's no ridiculing. There's, there's no you know, eye rolling from the media. It's the same thing with Favre. I mean, Favre was, was kind of, it kind of became a running joke. Granted, it was, it was like after a couple of retirements that it became a joke, but why isn't Tom Brady treated that way? And I think the, the obvious reality is that it's bias. Again, we can pretend that these are perfect human beings, but really it just comes down to bias. Tom Brady is perfection and Aaron Rodgers is flawed. And so you take those, those, um, this, this is why you need to have actual standards as opposed to narratives. And the media loves narratives. And I think a lot of fans love narratives. And it's stupid. It's why, it's why a lot of people in the media and a lot of fans are stupid when it comes to stuff. And they don't accurately predict things rightly. They don't see things correctly because they just look at narratives. And the narrative is Aaron Rodgers is a drama queen. So if he does something, they go, there you go. There's your drama queen. But Tom Brady's not a drama queen, so if he does something, it's just a calculated decision, even if it's the exact same thing, or possibly even more dramatic than what Rodgers did. Because again, we don't hold people to actual standards that exist. In other words, I create standards independent independent of human beings, 
and if they cross into or across those standards, I deem it as such. I think if you do this, that makes you kind of a drama queen. You did this, therefore you're a drama queen. I don't care what your what the name says on the back of your jersey. But that's not how people operate. Again, I don't care either way. But the the hypocrisy is interesting. And the same goes for poor play in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers actually doesn't generally play that bad in the playoffs. He does sometimes, and he does re- deserve some credit or, or blame for those kinds of things. But so does Tom Brady, and he never gets it. When they lose, it's like, ah, gee, shucks. That's a good team, and they just lost, and that's basically the whole thing, and we don't need to delve any more into it. If the Packers lose, Aaron Rodgers is a flop in the playoffs, and he just can't do it, even if it's not his fault. That's just the narrative. Somebody made up that narrative. It spun wild. It never used to be that way. It used to just be he's great, but his defenses are terrible. Suddenly, it's become Rodgers can't win in the playoffs, and that becomes the narrative, and now we don't even need to look at the information anymore. I've already talked about this, how he was not the problem in that game. He wasn't great, but a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was under constant duress because our offensive line refuses to play well in the postseason, ever, ever. Constant duress, no run game, and so he goes into to hero ball because you literally have to. What else is he going to do? We can't run the ball, and I have about 0.2 seconds to get this ball out of my hand. I have to do something. Yes, the, he had a guy right in front of me, didn't throw it, he threw it. Right. I know. I saw that too. I'm not saying none of it was his fault. The point is, though, it's all narrative, and and the same thing is true of Tom Brady. The guy has been falling apart in these games, right? Even the game in which he beat the Packers two years ago. He played like garbage, and his team dragged him to victory. But of course, he's the one that's hailed, because the narrative is Aaron Rodgers can't play in the postseason, and there's never been a better postseason quarterback than Tom Brady. And even if those two things have an element of truth, it should have no bearing on our analysis of what's happening at the moment. If you can write the storyline before the game even began, your story and your your process of thinking is stupid. And that's kind of where we're at, because narrative. But I um I wasn't as upset because I'm I'm just genuinely not as afraid of Tampa Bay. Um Tom Brady has has done a great job and I expect him to come back strong, uh, just like he does every year. But I think that the supporting staff around him is going to decline. They weren't able to get it done last year. They weren't the best team in football last year. They weren't they weren't as good in 2021 as they were in 2020, not even by a long shot. And that was when they brought the whole team back. And now the team is starting to fall apart, and Tom Brady's got one foot into retirement. It stinks that, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be significantly better than they would have been without him, which is just they were going to be a joke of a football team, presumably with Blaine Gabbert or something. I don't know. But um, I, I still... You know, if you're putting together a hierarchy of a team, I don't think you put them on the same tier as the Packers right now. Maybe you do. I don't know. We got to see what these final teams are, how many teams come back, who they end up getting in free agency and and getting in the draft and what the Packers end up with, who we have to cut, everything else. But as of right now, I just, I'm not, I'm not as scared of Tampa Bay. They're, They're two years removed from being a force that I just don't think we can beat. In other news, um, the Minnesota Vikings are in a really bad spot. The issue that they were in, that they came into, and, and again, it's one of those things where you feel like you should have had a better, um, I, I, I guess you're not going to turn down the, the job of being a GM, right? But the, the point is you want to come in and you want to do things your own way. You build your team your way. Kirk Cousins was the old way. Now, that doesn't mean you have to get rid of him instantly, but you'd like to get your own quarterback and do your own thing. And and Kirk Cousins was on a contract that was very similar to Aaron Rodgers in which there's no chance we're playing under this number. 
and we got to change it. The problem is it is a fully guaranteed contract, which means there's no wiggle room. You will pay me every single penny of this. And so they went to um, their quarterback and said, we need a little bit of flexibility here because you're, you're kind of drowning us. And Kirk Cousins has all of the power. And um, I'm kind of stunned by this because the only thing I can think at all is that Kirk Cousins just forced them to do something that they really should not have done. In order to bring his cap number down, they had to extend his contract, which makes perfect sense, right? I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You extend his contract, whatever. But ideally, you structure it in such a way that you're going to be able to get out of it. That's not what happened. And Tom Pelissero tweeted out something that is completely inaccurate. Um, He says, win-win. The Vikings save almost $14 million on the 2022 salary cap and don't have to worry about Kirk Cousins. Yes, you do. (laughs) Now, granted, a lot of these guys are just mouthpieces for the teams and all that, and so this basically was pre-written for him. But the fact of the matter is they're stuck with Kirk Cousins forever until they figure out a way to get out of this. Them saving $14 million means that his cap hit was at $45 million. And again, that was completely, there's no way. And so they went to Kirk Cousins and said, how can we shave $14 million off of that? And his agent basically said, I have, uh, I have an option. He told them the option, which is the contract that we found out about. And the Vikings said, listen, there's no chance. And um, he basically got up and walked out. I'm, I'm making this up, but I'm just saying that this is the kind of power Kirk Cousins has and his agent. You will do this, or we will just not sign anything, and you're stuck with the $45 million. Sorry, bud. Because they know the team can't handle that. And so they got his cap hit down to $31.5 million. But in in order to do so, they gave him a $35 million contract. $35 million of that is fully guaranteed with a $25 million signing bonus. So they cut him a check for $25 million and said, you're guaranteed to play one more year. Congratulations. What's the problem with that? The problem is next year, Kirk Cousins is 35 years old. He counts $36 million against the cap. And if they try to cut him, it's $48 million in dead money. So he will be there next year. And there's basically no chance of of him being traded because they can't take that dead cap hit. So basically, you're guaranteeing that he has, you get Kirk Cousins this year, you get Kirk Cousins next year, and I guess you have to let him walk and get nothing for him the year after that. Maybe that's fine. I mean, you don't really have a choice. So if you're planning on rebuilding and restarting this thing, it really starts in 2024 under your new quarterback. Now, this does give you a little bit of time to find the quarterback of the future, to kind of build the team in your vision. And I've always said you don't want to plop a new quarterback in the middle of a mess, and and that's what they would end up doing anyway. So you might as well hang on to Kirk Cousins anyways. And just do the groundwork, build up your offensive line, you know, get the trenches built up, find some corners that don't suck for once. You're going to lose your linebackers. You're going to lose probably Thielen by the time you get your new quarterback in. You're going to lose a lot of different guys, presumably Daniil Hunter. I don't know. And so uh, we'll have to see how it goes. But yeah, Kirk Cousins just just putting the screws to him and saying this is how it's going to be. And the best part about it is, again, now we end up with a Twitter environment in which the Bears and the Vikings fans are just going at each other. And that is my favorite. that is my favorite version of Twitter. Bears and Vikings wars, and both sides are trying to get Packer fans on their side, which is rare because usually it's Vikings and Bears fans teaming up against the Packers because we're obviously the the better team, and so there's more hatred toward us. But this is one of those moments, for example, like there's a guy here saying Packers and Bears fans teaming up to make fun of Cousins is so wholesome. So Bears fans are, are so excited that Packer fans are making fun of the Vikings. But here's the other thing. When Bears fans go at the Vikings, 
Vikings fans make fun of Cousins, or excuse me, make fun of Fields, and then in those comments section, Packer fans jump in, and Vikings and Packers fans are buddies now. And so you got Bears fans making fun of Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings going to be trash, and then Vikings fans are looking back at them like, are you talking right now? That's hilarious. And we just get to kick our feet up and just, I, I just, this morning I saw it, and I just scrolled, and I scrolled, and I scrolled, and I scrolled. It's actually funny because... The quote, so this this Chicago Bears guy saying, Packers and Bears fans teaming up to make fun of Cousins is so wholesome. He quote tweeted another tweet which says, Packers and Vikings fans teaming up to make fun of Fields is so wholesome. <laughs> and it's, they're both true. They're both absolutely true. That just makes me so happy because, I mean, making fun of the Vikings is great, but when I don't have to take any of the, the scatter shot, when I'm not taking any direct blasts, I'm like the general up on top of the hill just watching, you know, as my enemy and the rebel faction just go at it. Just the U.S. watching France and the U.K. just bludgeon each other. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Just, you go ahead. I love it. I absolutely love it. And actually, my favorite comment this morning, and I, I wish I could find it, it was just, I was just, I was just scrolling. Just, it's the opposite of death scrolling. It's just, it's, it's, uh, I don't know what you call it, but it's, it's a glorious thing. Made me feel at peace with the universe, but, um, it was something to the effect of, you know, so a Bears fan was making fun of a Vikings fan. Vikings fan made fun of Justin Fields. And the comment was, I can't wait until Justin Fields is better than Kirk Cousins this year. <laughs> it was the most sad and pathetic tweet I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like if somebody made fun of you in the gym and you looked at them and just looked them dead in the face and said, yeah, it's going to be real funny when I'm stronger than a 15-year-old this year. And you go back to squat in the bar, you know? <laughs> It was it was sad, but it was funny for me. I laughed. So um, so yeah. So there you go. But anyways, um, why don't we take a break here so we can kind of launch into this free agency thing? And again, it's going to be some serious, fast and furious news and notes for the Green Bay Packers and the rest of the NFL. It's it's an exciting time of year. I mean, it's been it's been pretty big breaking news every day this past week, and it's it's just going to continue and get crazier as time goes on. I mean, there's, there's going to be some serious stuff, and, and we'll get into that in just one moment. Make sure you head over to amodernfrontier.com. You can buy yourself a big old pile of meat. Got my grill yesterday. I'm very, very excited about it. As happens every time, my first cook is not good. Um, you just got to learn the tweaks of it. Unfortunately, my little uh, thermometer was dead and my charger was broke, so I wasn't able to use it. So I didn't know what the temperature was. It's got a little temperature gauge on it but that's completely useless because it has nothing to do with what the temperature is where the meat is. I don't know why they bother even putting that thing on there. And so I was kind of winging it, and I could just tell pretty instantly that the temperature was low. And um, it was just too low. It was too low for too long, and that comes with its own set of problems. The meat got done, and it's it's fine. But it was, it was a swing and a miss, and I was trying not to be miserable because I was so excited about it. But, you know, live and learn. When you got an 18-inch Weber, it takes very little charcoal. I mean, I, I literally could not put the temperature low. Like it was, it was, it's a lot of work to get this thing down below like 500 degrees. This giant one, I filled up one of the baskets they have and lit the whole thing on fire. Wasn't a snake method or nothing. Just let's get this thing rip roaring hot. And I guarantee I was under 200 degrees. <laughs> so I'm trying to get a second basket lit while the meat's cooking, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, whatever it got done. Trying not to be too miserable about it. I'm sure there'll be plenty more cooks to come. And I've got my, some other stuff coming in the mail. And maybe it'll be an excuse to buy a new thermometer. If I was responsible, I would just get a new charger. But, uh, you know, I'm in spendy mode. It is what it is. 
But head over to a modern frontier. Use promo code MEATPACKER. That's one word, all caps. You get $25 off your order. And don't forget about the two GoFundMes that we've got going on, pinned to the top of the Twitter and the Facebook uh, group. But uh, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So there's a lot of concern that, well, the Packers can't participate. And again, that's not necessarily true only because they know a number that we don't know. But it seems to be true because they're so unbelievably negative. And the fact of the matter is the new league year starts March 16th at 3 o'clock central time. At that time, the Packers need to be at zero with their salary cap. They got two days, two days to get all their stuff figured out. And so I have every reason to believe that um, Aaron Rodgers is going to get his contract uh, finalized by that. I mean, if not, then something is seriously wrong. I mean, if we're just nitpicking this or that, or, or he's trying to leave it open for some flexibility, fine, but it has to be done because we got to get this thing figured out. Something drastic has to be done. You can't just cut Zedarius and say, there we go, we did it. You didn't. You have to get it figured out with Devontae. You got to get it figured out with Rodgers. You got to try to get something done with Jair. I know Devontae and Jair are, are a little bit more unlikely, but the biggest things you can do for sure, Zadarius and Rodgers, and I, ideally you get one of the other two done so you can at least get to the zero mark, and then we can kind of tweak from there where to go. But if we don't get some of this stuff done, we're in a real bad situation to where we're going to have to cut guys that we shouldn't have had to cut. And at that point, something is very wrong with Rodgers' contract. So again, I tend to think that there is some flexibility. And I've even speculated that per perhaps it has to do with this period of time. Let's see who stays and who goes. They're going to try to work out uh, deals with, you know, and it might not even be let's go out and get Allen Robinson or something. It might just be, can we bring back um, Devondre Campbell? You know, Devondre is going to test the market. 
Maybe he's, his market isn't as hot as he thought. Because a lot of guys, they won't sign because they, they think that their market's hot. Like, I had a great year. I'm going to get a bunch of money. It's like, I don't think your, your market is as hot as you think. And so they test it. They find out that they're not getting as much money as they thought they would. And then, then the Packers can swoop in and be like, look, let's sweeten the deal a little bit. We'll give you this. Just come on back. Same with Razul. Razul probably thinks he's going to make $60 billion this year. And the Packers are like, look, man, you, you had a good year, but I don't think you're going to get as much as you think. And and maybe they do. And if they just get if one, all it takes is one team to say no, that's legit. He's coming, and we're just going to throw a, a, we're going to back up the Brinks truck for him. Then he's gone. He's gone. And again, a, a lot of that, I, I'm I, I just complete speculation, but it's entirely possible that Rodgers is going to wait a couple days, see what he can do in free agency. If they get nobody, then it's like all right, that's how we're going to structure your deal this way. Um, otherwise, it's like hey, you know. Again, I'll use Allen Robinson as as an example. I don't think he's coming here. We'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, hey, we got Allen Robinson coming in. It's going to cost this. You know, we would like to do your deal. Like In other words, we need maximum flexibility right now because we, we got somebody coming. Rogers signs off on it, gives the okay, and then we boom, the, the deal is done. Uh, the news comes through Allen Robinson to the Green Bay Packers. Everybody freaks out. How can they afford that? Fifteen seconds later, uh, we just got word Aaron Rodgers has signed his contract. Here's the structure. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. That brings their cap down to this. And then boom, um, Zadarius has been cut. That's going to do this. You know what I mean? There's going to be an absolute snowball effect. That's my hope anyways, not the Allen Robinson thing. Just just that once there is continued clarity, a better understanding of who's staying and who's going, the guys that are ours from last year, the, any new guys, whatever the case may be, even with Zadarius, I mean, he's he's holding out hope that that uh, he'll be able to to work out a deal, and and the Packers are are you know even if it's a one percent, they're hoping that maybe there's some kind of a thing that 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 that. But uh, what they just need is clarity. And as of you know a couple hours from now, I don't know what time you're listening, but even for me, it's just a few hours. Somebody's going to come to Zadarius and say, "Here is a stupid amount of money. Please come play for us." And he's going to look at the Packers and be like, "So I got offered this. I'm guessing you can." Yeah, no, no, just, just you're no, never mind. We're you are free to go. Goodbye. Have a great life. But again, either way, even if the Packers do absolutely nothing in free agency, which is very likely, they still have to do a lot of work. And it's going to have to be major, major stuff. It's not going to be minor cuts. It's not going to be minor uh, changes and tweaks and transactions. It's going to be, ma- because they're, what is it, 45, 40 million? According to Track, $43.7 million they have to clear. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. Now, since we talked about Allen Robinson, I'll, 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 I'll mention it. Uh, a lot of people are speculating that Allen Robinson may be coming to Green Bay because he's been constantly gesturing toward that, um, even retweeting the NFL Rums account, I believe, which is a garbage account. But y- you got to understand, it's not about these guys understanding or being correct about anything or, or actually doing anything. It's about a guy that's a free agent that wants to go somewhere. And so any report of, you know, I think the report from NFL Rums, which again is a garbage account, I'm sure he doesn't know because he doesn't care, he doesn't pay attention to any of this stuff, but the the report was the Packers are interested in Allen Robinson and he liked it. That doesn't mean it's true, it just means, sweet, they like me, <laughs> right? Of course he'd love to come to Green Bay. He's He's been kind of gesturing toward that for a long time. I'm, I'm sure there's been a lot of regret having gone to Chicago that he didn't go to Green Bay. That has nothing to do with Green Bay's interest toward Allen Robinson. It doesn't mean it won't happen, but I just want to be very clear. There hasn't been any news that the Packers are interested in Allen Robinson. There's There's been news that Allen Robinson is interested to go into Green Bay. 
And I'm sure he's also interested in going just about anywhere that's going to pay him a big pile of money, especially a team that is a, a genuine competitor with a good quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. He'd be over the moon about that kind of stuff. Let me actually read you what the whole thing says. It's at, And it wasn't NFL Rums, it's NFL Talk Sports, which I think is another nonsense account. But the Packers are expected to show interest in signing wide receiver Allen Robinson, which is a hilarious way. When you're a fraud, there are certain ways of phrasing things that you can't really get caught. Expected to show interest. That's like multiple layers of, I can get out of this if they don't actually do anything. Never said signed. Never said the Packers are expected to sign. Expected to show interest. So all they have to do is show interest. And even if they don't, all it says is expected to. But goes on to say, though Green Bay believes Robinson is going to have a strong market to where they won't be able to offer what most teams can per source. That's what he liked. The Packers like him, but so does everybody. And he liked it. It doesn't mean he's coming to Green Bay, man. You know what other um, tweet he liked recently? This was March 9th. It was from Adam Rank. Allen Robinson is still a great receiver. I hope he returns to the Bears. He liked that. Allen Robinson to the Bears confirmed. No, dude, he just, he likes when people like him. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's like if somebody's like, hey, uh, Pack Daddy's got the greatest podcast in the world. I wish uh, the Chicago, I wish he was a Bears podcaster. And I liked it. That doesn't mean I'm going to start a Bears podcast. I just, somebody said something nice and I just liked it as a way of saying thank you. That's, that's, that's it. So anyways, before we wrap this up, I just want to kind of give an idea of some of the things that are kind of, I don't want to say expected necessarily to happen, but some of the rumors that are out there just to kind of, just to kind of wet our whistle before it actually happens, because I'm, I'll be honest, I kind of wish I could just go to sleep and wake up um, when it's free agency time, because I'm, I'm I'm just I I just love this and I don't want to wait for it. That's all there is to it. I'm just excited about being excited about stuff and I'm it's just I'm going to be a basket case waiting for things to happen. So, um as of right now, here are a couple different things that that are being expected. Number 1, there's a rumor that the Jaguars are expected to make a push for Christian Kirk. Now, we've also heard the Jaguars are interested in MVS. And by the way, that's something else that will be happening is even if we don't sign people, even if Rodgers doesn't get a new contract, we're going to be hearing you know, Devondre Campbell to so-and-so, Razul Douglas to this team, MVS to this team, and it's going to cause meltdowns. I'm not saying those things are going to happen. Maybe we resign some or all or a couple or one or four or three. I don't know the answer to the question, but that's something that's going to happen. Some of our guys will be on other teams. By the way, a couple names to keep in mind here. Kevin King, Robert Tunyon, Chandon Sullivan, Devondre Campbell, Lucas Patrick, Dennis Kelly, Tyler Lancaster, Corey Bajorquez. Razul Douglas, Oren Burks, Equinemius St. Brown, Isaac Yadam, uh, which I thought, no, I'm thinking of somebody else, maybe, I don't know, Jack Heflin, Malik Taylor, Randy Ramsey, Chris Barnes, Henry Black, Dominique Daphne, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Chauncey Rivers, Yash Nyman, Kurt Bankert. If deals are not done with these guys in, you know, the next couple hours, anybody is free to go out and sign them. By the way, according to Track, they have MVS's market value at $8.7 million, Alan Lazard at $7.7 million. These are not necessarily cheap, and, and the rumor is MVS could get as high as ten. dollars um, so, so there's that. They also go on to have Razul Douglas at $9.2 million, which again, sorry, not for me. I know most Packer fans are like, yes, pay the man, do it somehow, not for me. We have, we have corners. We don't need to drop $9.2 million on a guy that's going to do what? force Jair to go inside? No. Uh, Devondre Campbell, they have, at, and, and these are just estimates based on what other guys at similar whatever, whatever are getting. So, but they have Devondre Campbell at 6.2 million. They have Robert Tunyon at 10.8, which I'm sorry, never. I, I Another guy that I know is, is very, very loved by Packer fans, and I like him never in my life 
Am I paying $10.8 million to Robert Tunyon, who has had like six good games ever as a Green Bay Packer? And Devontae Adams at $25.8 million. That's what they have as market value. Anyways, continuing on. They have the Bills, Steelers, and Chargers interested in Fletcher Cox. Bills are also interested in Evan Ingram, but maybe losing Cole Beasley, who they um, gave permission to seek a trade via Mike Garofolo. I'm just kind of going team by team here. Some of these may repeat because if there's multiple teams like the, uh, uh, what did I say? Bills, Steelers, Chargers. I'll probably end up repeating that. Just bear with me. Carolina Panthers and Saints have submitted trade offers to Deshaun Watson via Ear Rappaport. Again, that is some kind of a major thing that may be going down sooner than later. We'll have to see. Maybe it's going to, you know, if if there's supposed to be news on the civil stuff soon, maybe they're going to wait on that, but it doesn't sound like that's the case. If they've submitted trade offers, there's no, I mean, the Texans just have to say yes and it's done. Now, again, maybe this is all false, but it it just feels different to me. Whereas before when they were saying stuff, I kind of just rolled my eyes and said, this is stupid, no chance. And I was right. It was stupid and there was no chance. Nothing ever got done because there was just too much, not, not to say that there was never any interest, but there was just way too much sitting out there. At this point, it does seem like something very possibly could get done any minute. Um, The Patriots apparently are talking to the Panthers about acquiring Robbie Anderson, which would mean that they would be losing Robbie Anderson, which again, you look at the Panthers team, dude, especially if you factor that the Texans apparently want three first round picks as well as some other compensation and players. They don't have players to begin with. So you start offering up players on top of all those picks, you don't, he's, it's going to, I mean, it's going to be the Texans all over again. You got Deshaun and nobody. Uh, apparently, and this is kind of funny, the Panthers are open to trading everybody except Brian Burns, which kind of makes sense. And you say, well, what about Christian McCaffrey? Dude, he's, he's so expensive and he was injured all last year and he's a running back. If somebody wants to pay the right price, I'd be willing to trade Christian McCaffrey. Not, not saying I would do it for nothing, but you know, I mean, he's probably going to be a high value person. So you probably get a lot for him and I'd be willing to take it, especially for a team that's looking to build to the future. And I don't think Christian McCaffrey, so, same thing as Dalvin Cook. It's not that he's bad. It's just that he's not a guy that you're building the future around. He has very limited tread on his tires and he's already got injury issues and everything else. 49ers, Bengals, Chargers, and Dolphins, legitimate interest in JC Jackson. By the way, to uh, my team right now that is working on all the rumors and everything, we've got a, a, a team of three plus me for whatever I can contribute. Um, I'm going to send over some of this stuff, but we, we are going to be busy the next couple of days. Uh, there's apparently some interest in Bobby Wagner by the Cowboys, which again is one of those things that if that were in, to end up happening in the Cowboys do have money right now, a lot of teams, a lot of fans are going to be looking at it and saying so much for, for, you know, Dallas falling off or whatever, they're back on track. I don't know if I necessarily hundred percent agree, but that will be the narrative. Um, Broncos, Chargers, and Packers are interested in Von Miller via Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network. Again, my assumption is that the Packers are interested in Von Miller via a a phone call. Um, Maybe there's more to it than that. If we do get rid of Zadarius and Preston, that frees up a a lot of money. I mean, we're talking about, uh, what, almost $30 million, I think, just in those two. So, I mean, you, you could look at it and say... It's kind of a swap. We'll dump these two. We'll bring in Vaughn. It'll be an upgrade probably over both of them if you figure Zadarius is injured and not as good as people assume. And Preston had a one-year flare-up. I mean, Vaughn Miller would be an upgrade, and it's going to save us some money compared to the cost of those two. So maybe if we can get everything else figured out, maybe we do it, especially if Rodgers is a very team-friendly deal as it's expected to be. Not entirely impossible, but unlikely. And on top of that, Vaughn Miller has been very adamant that he seems to want to go back to Denver. I mean, he's been overtly saying that he wants to go back. 
Um, the Lions are prepared to make a splash in uh, at receiver in free agency via, via Kyle Meinke of MLive, which isn't super surprising. In fact, that it's kind of an under-reported narrative. Um, just just the simple fact that they have a bunch of money and they're trying to build this thing up, and they've got a lot of picks coming up, meaning they can make massive strides. The Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings are not really in a position to grow very much. The Bears and Vikings are in the midst of a teardown. The Packers are just trying to break even. The Vikings have a good amount of money, so they can make a big splash and get some key pieces and kind of bring up the overall talent level. If you bring in, for example, as it says here, another wide receiver, you've got a really talented wide, young wide receiver. You bring in another wide receiver. You maybe kind of fortify a couple other positions, and then you get a bunch of guys in the draft. You know, again, remember, there still were just a three-win team last year, despite all the hype, but they are in a position to take a really big step here. And if they, if they navigate this correctly, there's no reason for them to be fourth in the division. Uh, the Texans apparently are making moves toward Malcolm Butler. I guess he actually visited the facility. There was a report uh, yesterday about Marcus Mariota possibly being the Colts head quarterback, which is hilarious. There, are, there is going to be some quarterback shuffling, which is kind of interesting. And apparently Jimmy Garoppolo told the uh, 49ers he would waive his no-trade clause for the Colts, Saints, and Steelers. Those are the three teams apparently he's willing to go to, and so um, he would allow himself to be traded to those teams. But again, there's a couple dominoes that have to fall here. I'm sure there's negotiations going on for Garoppolo. Mariota's out there. I doubt that's a, a serious, massive serious. That's sort of a last resort kind of a situation. There's also the Deshaun Watson thing, so there are certain things that have to fall in place. Uh, the Colts are going to allow Eric Fisher to become a free agent. That's pretty significant news. Eric Fisher is a very good football player. If he goes back to uh, Kansas City, I will throw a fit. Jaguars and Eagles are dark horse teams for Juju Smith-Schuster, obviously because the Jaguars are in on every single one of them. It's interesting that Detroit hasn't been linked to anybody in particular because we've talked about a couple different wide receivers. And by the way, don't be surprised if uh, one of our receivers goes to Detroit because Detroit is one of the teams like, you know, the Vikings and Bears and a bunch of other people that just want to be the Packers that just like to poach our guys. So don't be super shocked if MVS uh, or Lazard or somebody ends up a lion. That would kind of suck, but it's possible. But Juju Smith-Schuster is another option. And again, Jaguars and Eagles apparently are in on that via who cares. Uh, apparently, there is a consistent rumor that Jarvis Landry could be going to the Chiefs. Chiefs are another team, and again, we're talking about narrative. Chiefs are another team that have never really had good wide receivers outside of one guy. Same as the Packers. Again, I know they have Travis Kelsey, but the point is they're wide receiver two, wide receiver three, wide receiver four. They've always been really, really bad. Significantly worse than the Packers, in my opinion. Not always, but recently. So Jarvis Landry could help that out. But on top of that, and and again, continuing with my uh, theme of the Chiefs continue to decline, they came back strong, but you know, I, I have to assume that's somewhat of a death rattle. Now, apparently they're planning on cutting or trading Frank Clark. Now, again, Frank Clark has always been a little bit overrated in my opinion, but he's still significantly better than anybody else that they have currently sitting in that spot. So losing Frank Clark um, is a necessary thing that they have to do, but it's going to hurt. Uh, Raiders and Patriots are interested apparently in DJ Chark via Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. Chargers are heavily interested in JC Jackson. Uh, apparently Bobby Wagner would like to sign with the Chargers or Rams. So although Dallas is interested in him, that's his preference. That again is, is Jeremy Fowler. A lot of these I've already read because they were involved in other stuff. Here is, and I, I kind of already talked about this, but here's specifically about the Saints. The Saints are ready to make, quote, roster shaking moves, unquote, to trade for Deshaun Watson. That's via Aaron Wilson of Pro Football Network. The comment under that is 
they pretty much have to make roster shaking moves just to get under the cap. So I can't imagine what they're going to have to do to get Deshaun Watson. But yeah, there you go. Uh, James Bradbury's future with the Giants is in doubt. That that's the other thing to consider. It's not just free agents. There's other guys like we're, we're talking about the Packers. Zadarius is going to have to be cut. Some of these other guys are going to have to be cut. With the um, with the new league year starting, certain players are going to be cut, which means more people are going to be available that are currently not seen as available because they're not on any free agent list, but they're going to be available soon. So you got guys like James Bradbury that are a consideration. Uh, Steelers are interested in adding Jacoby Brissett. Who cares? Jimmy Garoppolo, someone to keep an eye on for the Steelers. We kind of already talked about that. That was by Ian Rappaport. I don't know if that's in addition to the fact that he said he would like to go there or to other destinations or if it's just that. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah says there's expectation around the league uh, is that the Seahawks will trade for Deshaun Watson. So another team that is seemingly very hot on the heels of Deshaun Watson. And and again, this is why, although it seems early, teams are already packaging stuff because they know if they wait, somebody else isn't going to wait and they're going to get them and you're not because you want to just wait and see what happens. If you want one of the youngest, most talented quarterbacks in the entire NFL right now, it's now or never. Criminal charges are done. He's not going to jail. He's going to be available. The civil stuff will get solved at some point. Um, the only real issue, which seems significant to me, is what happens with the NFL suspensions and whatnot. But if you have a good idea that it's it's not going to be anything more than maybe a year or something, you're willing to deal with that. To have a guy that could potentially give you 20 years or however long it's going to be, you know, with quarterbacks playing until they're 40 these days, 10 years, 15 years of high quality elite quarterback play, you, you know, that's that's why these things are happening. Finally, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are expected to leave via free agency. That was Greg Allman of The Athletic, so they are not expected to resign, and here we are. That was 3-9. We're at 314. Today is the pretty much the last day to get these deals. Again, nothing is officially official, but considering the legal tampering period um, is about to begin, now they can just honestly talk about the fact that these deals are getting done, although a lot of these deals are probably done. We just don't know about it yet. Um, but as of, I think it's noon today, I'm not positive, we can we can at least start hearing and they can be honest about, yeah, this deal is done. So anyways, um, there's always potential that there will be some kind of a breaking news podcast. Probably not. I don't usually do a lot of those, but um, pending some serious stuff, we'll have to see how it goes. But I got to get going. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>